Hey guys, I've got some exciting news for you. We're going to be launching the Game Changer Summit 2021. And guess what? Speakers applications are now open. We have spaces for three lucky speakers to be able to apply uh, and be positioned alongside 24 other industry world's leading industry experts in the world of leadership, entrepreneurship, marketing, branding, health. It's going to be absolutely epic. If you're a speaker, you're a consultant, you're a business owner, um, if you're a CEO and you want more exposure, more attention, uh, you want to be positioned as a, as a go-to expert, if you, want to, if you want to build on your personal brand, if you want to be paid your value and you want to have the best year ever, then apply today. Not hesitate. So this is the link that you need. Okay, make sure that you've got a pen in handy. It's bit.ly forward slash gcs hyphen speakers hyphen application. Make sure that you apply today. We will be reviewing applications over the coming weeks and. For successful applicants, you will be uh, contacted by me or my team shortly. So, listen. Good luck. Hope you enjoy the summit. If you if you don't because if you're not successful, but listen, it's going to be absolutely epic. And make sure that you plug into the podcast and also onto the Game Changer Show and on social media for further updates. Take care. Have a fantastic day. This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today, we have a fantastic show lined up, very, very topical. Uh, we have Dan Warburton on the show today. Now, who is Dan? Dan is a transformational coach. Uh, he specializes in helping a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs that basically hit a plateau, right? And I don't know if I've hit many plateaus in my life. I'm sure that you guys maybe feeling the same. And he helps you break through so that you're able to realize your potential vision and your opportunities that is out there. He's a best-selling book. He's got a great book called Dream It, Choose It, Live It, which has been endorsed by Robin Sharma. Uh, you may know Robin Sharma. Uh, he's been featured in various front cover magazines, uh, such as Global Achievers Magazine, Yoga's Magazine, and uh, Home Business Magazine. So yeah, great. Listen, Dan, welcome to the show, man. Thanks so much to have you here. It's such a pleasure to connect with high energy, <laughs> superhuman beings like you, Adam. <laughs> Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Listen, listen. This is that. That's what the show's all about, my friend. Right. This is the reason why our <laughs> listeners plug in from all over the world because they need that injection. Do you know what I mean of energy and stuff? You know. And, uh, <laughs> no, and it's all about vibrations. You know all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right? of course. And we all need that, right? 100%, especially in times that we're going through right now. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I like, you know, people ask me, they say, Dan, like how, you know, like what is it that you do to stay energized and, and empowered? Like, because you're always enthusiastic and, you know, and, and I said, well, it it's really is down to what you focus on. And we've all got the same choice. You know, are you focusing on the news, as we were saying earlier? Are you focusing on 
you know, friends, family who are telling you to be realistic, to play small, telling you that we are apparently, and I say apparently, in an economic crash and all of this. And in because if you're listening to all of that and then behaving because of that, mm. you're then going to play so much smaller. You're not going to be inspired to really step into your power and own your potential. Absolutely. So, so what I do is I fill my, myself with that empowering knowledge and information, like mm. listening to podcasts like this, you know, and yeah, just making sure that I'm constantly being surrounded by elements and things and people that support me and elevate me to succeed because no amount of self-development I ever did mm. actually led to my success. This is the funny thing. Mm. I did loads and loads of self-development, but I was still partying with the same people. I was still going to festivals, drinking alcohol and, and just spending time with that. So whenever I said, you know, I'd love to be able to coach the world's most powerful people to elevate their performance so that in the long run, I elevate humanity to a whole new height. Mm. They'd look at me as if I was on more drugs than they were. (laughs) I get that a lot, by the way, just let you know. (laughs) Like, what's this guy smoking? I'm like, maybe they want some. Listen, we're not smoking, guys. Trust me, it's all good. (laughs) This is it. And, And so there was, you know, now... In the communities I'm in, if I say that, they say, my God, that's wow, that's amazing. So what actions have you taken towards that? Mm. What have you started coaching? Like, who are you speaking to? What's next for you? Who are you connected to? Who do you need to connect to to make that happen? That's the kind of responses I get from the people I spend time with now. Exactly. That's good. You know, it's interesting yeah. when you mentioned about, you know, people playing small and, and, and it was interesting and I'm not going to mention names just for, for professionalism, but there was a couple of people that came into my head and I thought, oh my God, I've been saying this to these two people for ages. Like they've got such something which is so fa- fantastic, yet they're, without being disrespectful, they're small minds, which is holding them back from like full flourish, full thriving, you know, a kind of unleash the potential in within type of thing, you know, and it sounds really, I don't know, uh, to me, I mean, if you, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, by the way, you're probably thinking, what is this guy on? Seriously, but it, it, it is crazy. You've been an entrepreneur for quite some time, haven't you, uh, Dan? Tell us about a little bit about your background and stuff. I think I've been a failpreneur <laughs> a lot of my time. <laughs> You know, right from when I was at school, I didn't feel like I fitted in. Mm. I was an absolute misfit. Mm. And I, all the way through college, didn't feel like I fitted in. I failed most of my school education. Mm. And then I went and failed my university degree and had to retake it in the summer. And then after that, I realized, oh, God, I've made it all the way through my education, even though I failed most of it. Now I can actually start living. And there's no way, you know, I'm going to be in a job but then I ended up being in loads of jobs whilst trying to avoid being in jobs from, you know, <laughs> working in restaurants at night, sweeping floors, CD packing factories, working on building sites in freezing cold weather. And the whole time I was always dreaming of creating and living that dream lifestyle, but always feeling like I'm just stuck in these, in the system. In, in, in there's no hope, there's no chance, there's no wow. And it went on for, you know, quite a few years. And then I started to launch my own businesses. And I, I went out knocking on doors because I was so determined to earn my own money instead of having a boss. And I'd knock on doors and introduce myself as Super Dan the Handyman. <laughs> and Love I, it. And I'd made up a flyer that I'd written out in a marker pen and I just photocopied it. 
and I knock on the door. If the door didn't open, I would just leave the fly. If the door opened, I'd say, hello, my name is Superdan. If any of these services interest you, then give me a call. Thank you for your time. And then kind of give them the flyer and walk backwards as I slightly bowed a bit in a Japanese kind of manner to show my respect. <laughs> even open the door and didn't shout at you know at me or slam the door like most did but I I actually kept count of how many doors I knocked on because I was printing off 150 flyers a day That's, okay I had to slice them in an A4 page and I so I kept count 150 doors a day I'd knocked on 4,000 doors and I couldn't knock on another door. Why? Because my phone was ringing so much with little handy jobs that I could do for people. <laughs> and I did everything with a motorbike. And I, for the first time, I was earning my own money. And in the face when, you know, I was being told, be, a re be realistic, you know, you need a lot of money to start a business, there's no hope and all of that. I just went and did it because I got sick and tired of living my life dictated by other people's opinions and what I was being told was and wasn't possible. And then I then just took that mindset, that way of being and just kept pushing myself and thinking, right, what's next? What can I achieve next? And admittedly that business failed, the next one failed and a few more failed. But when I then did really deep work in self-transformation mm. was when I began to really succeed. And so the, the real turning point for me was about eight years ago, I was in a coaching conversation with my coach in London. And this was part of my landmark worldwide training, if any of you have heard of sure. landmark. Yes. Like, it's just a brilliant background for me and community to have been in at the time. But I said to my coach, why do I keep failing? Why, why am I just never succeeding? And he started to question me and look for where could I be in the way of myself? And I came to this event when I was three years old. I was re remembering an event that happened to me when I was three years old and I was in this double push pram with my brother next to me. Beautiful sunny day. Mum comes out the shop to give us what she's bought from the shop and she ignores me and gives it to my brother. I got really angry with my brother because he's just taken the love and attention away from me. Mm. And so to get my revenge, I leant over and I bit his ear. <laughs> and he screamed out, cried and crying. And then my father then runs over to me and he says to me, no, you mustn't do that. He's your brother. You must love your brother. And in that moment, I got shocked by him speaking to me in that way. And I felt embarrassed because other people were looking at me. And I realized that in that moment, I was thinking I'm not good enough. Nobody wants me. And so what I then realized was that my whole life had been dictated by that subconscious view of myself in the world, which was I'm not good enough. Nobody wants me. It's like that voice, isn't it? That, that nagging or something, right? Yeah, it was like, you can't succeed. Don't do it, you know, stay mm. in your job, be normal, mm. don't stand out, don't speak out, be quiet, fit mm. in. And mm. all of that was really the voice of I'm not good enough, nobody wants me that was subconsciously running me. And I had mm. no idea that was running me at all up until then. Wow. I then saw that I invented that and it's not true and I don't need to be that way anymore. Mm. And then from that moment on, instead of trying to prove to people that I'm good enough or prove to people that I fit in or have to feel like I need to defend myself or have an opinion as to why I'm going to succeed in business, I just went and took effective action. Mm. I just became 
responsible. So I took 100% responsibility for where I am, the results that I have, and understood that everything I'm experiencing right now is all the outcome of how I've been being in the past. Mm-hmm. So with that responsibility and then this newfound insight that I can now be however I choose to be, I don't need to be as a product of my past, I then took on new ways of being, being mm. focused, calculative. I then began to spend time with people that were much more successful with me. And I said, look, would you just give me some time on a call? Just let me know what you think I should do next, you know? And then bit by bit, I then borrowed money, invested it in more coaches, mentors, and then my business. Within that year, my business just took off. This was seven years ago. I ended up going from like a struggling kind of handyman business with a failed DJ career behind me as well by then (laughs) into into then a coach because other people started to approach me to ask me, how are you doing this? You know, because that year I went to seven long weekend festivals. I went snowboarding in three luxury resorts in the Alps. I also, uh, yeah, and, and, and I just had the best year of my life where I was earning money just by placing adverts in magazines, answering a mobile phone whilst I was on chairlift snowboarding, <laughs> closing, closing sales for these different companies and then sending the details onto them to execute the work. Fantastic. And, and that was the beginning of me really discovering the, what transformation is. And that transformation, as I now define it, transformation is what happens when you bring awareness to a false way of viewing yourself in the world. Mm. Because once you then see it and you're aware of it, then you see it's false, then then it all of a sudden just implodes. It loses its power. It loses its, its dominance over you and you experience a new level of freedom and empowerment. Yes. And so my whole life has just become a total dedication to, to the art of causing transformation in others mm. to then start taking actions that enables them to create results they never imagined possible. Is it possible for everyone to achieve this? Because I when I think of the word transformation, I know it's a really big blown up word, right? Yeah. You know, it is, it's, it's, it is very much overused in personal development. And I always get a little bit, oh, I'm not sure about the whole kind of transformation thing. You know, everyone uses that. But my question is, is that like you've gone, so you, you've come into this kind of awareness and realization, right? And then based on that, you've then taken the personal responsibility and you've gone through the journey and then that's it. The end product is you and, and how you are right now. But is it possible for everybody? Yes, it is. But somebody needs to go from the first core shift in their mindset, mm. which, which it, you see, most people live in the world of I know what I know and I know what I don't know. Like, I know that I'm British. I know how to speak English. I know how to drive a car. I know you know, how to read, write, how to switch on my TV and surf the internet, whatever. And I don't know how to fly a helicopter, you know, fly a shuttle into space, speak Japanese and all these things. And most people live as if that is the world that they live in. That is the universe and that's the limits of it. But those people cannot experience transformation. They can experience change. And the difference between change and transformation is if we look at water, water you can freeze to become a solid object, but then you can melt it and it will go back to water again. So that's change. Change can always go back to how it was. Transformation is more like a caterpillar, transforms into a pupae, then transforms into a butterfly. That butterfly cannot become a caterpillar again. That transformation, there's no way back. Mm-hmm. When you awaken out of the nonsense, there's no way back into, back into the nonsense. Mm-hmm. And so 
it's it's getting that transformation is literally the bringing the awareness of something that no longer serves us that enables us to then break through mm. and be able to then take on a new way of being and you can only have that when you're in the world of i don't know what it is i don't know and i don't even know that i don't know it it's kind of like a one-way street right you know you're going in one direction but there's no turning back type of thing that's it and it's Got just it, it just it's the having the awareness to even know that that exists to begin with. Mm. Because if you think that there's nothing nobody can teach me, there's nothing more I can learn, there's nothing more I can improve, I'm doing absolutely everything, then the transformation is not possible. Sure. Yeah. It's just uh, not. I agree. I agree. <laughs> so listen, I know that over the years, you, you've essentially coached a, a lot of people, thousands of people, in fact, over the years. Yeah, over a thousand entrepreneurs. Over now. a thousand entrepreneurs and that kind of stuff. What do you see as their biggest struggles when they come to you, you know, do you see like there's a regular pattern? It's like, oh, I've seen this. This is like deja vu type of thing, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, but how is it that they are then able, I mean, you kind of mentioned it a little bit about, but how is it that they break the cycle? Because essentially it's a cycle, isn't it? It's like, you know, and you, you would have heard this, uh, Albert Einstein talks about the def definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result. Yeah. What, what do you find? you know, from your perspective, what is it that they consistently wrestle with in terms of their struggles and their problems? Number one, they just do not own their power. Yeah. Most entrepreneurs do not get their greatness. Yeah. It's as simple as that, mm. you know, and, and it's like, you can hear them like, and if somebody's listening to this and thinking, well, I own my power. Okay, so let's put you on stage right now with 500 people, 10 massive multi-billion dollar investors, and you've got five minutes to pitch yourself, go. Exactly. If you're not showing up super clear, super empowered, and like with an effortlessness and an ease about you, then you're in the way of yourself. And that's holding you back in you know, everything that you want to accomplish in your life. Mm -hmm. And so that's the, that's the common thing I find. People are just not owning their. They're going to buy from you what you do. If you don't get that you rock, mm -hmm. you need to get that you rock first and you need to walk and be that as a way of being, because the future is how we be today. So if you're being, you know, nobody's going to listen to me. What I do isn't really that good. Nobody likes me. I don't fit in. I don't belong. I'm in the wrong place, whatever. That comes across in your being, comes across in your communication, in your performance throughout the day. You wake up later in the day because you don't think you can accomplish much versus when you're empowered, you wake up early, you're unstoppable when you get loads of stuff done, mm. you know? And so fundamentally they don't own their power. And the way I enable them to break through that is to have them discover what is it they really think about themselves in the world. Mm -hmm. and that's where the key lies and usually it comes from some past event of being bullied shouted at by parents not fitting in failed businesses failed marriages whatever it is it's a big blow that's just leaves us with this experience of mm. oh god there's no hope for me there's no chance mm. there's no way out i can't see a way out it's always based by a mindset that's been created from some you know experience ex intense experience and adversity yeah and so i take them through a journey to become aware of what is the core language that's giving life to that subconscious view or those subconscious ways of thinking mm. and then bringing so much awareness to it that 
they just awaken to how it's not true. That doesn't exist. I'm just not that anymore. And I can be however I choose to be from this moment going onwards. And then from there, I guide them to create who they are and then connect with a future that, that then really inspires them that they want to create and bring to life. And then ensure that through transformation on an ongoing basis, they keep unlearning everything that is not who they need to be to fulfill that future. And then bit by bit, that future then becomes accessible. Then they get excited. Then they rise up more and more. And then bit by bit, they start taking action. And it's like a, it's like a flywheel. Once it's really built up and up to speed, I can just sit back and just watch. And, and the best bit is being a member of the audience and clapping them when they succeed. <laughs> Very cool. Interestingly enough, because I think this is a really interesting question that I'm just about to ask you. And I think it's, it's a, not only is it topical, but I think there are going to be some listeners that are going to be nodding their heads when they listen to the podcast on this one. <laughs> From your perspective, right, and, and you, you'll have a really good answer for this, is how important is it that we find something that we love to do, as in our passion or something that we, I suppose, vision for in the future versus doing something that just pays the bills or just make money or just creates wealth? You know, what is, I suppose... Why is it so important that we create something or, or do something that we love versus something that we just create wealth? It's so, you know, it's such a great question. And, and I've actually spent a lot of time reflecting on this throughout my life because I saw other people becoming wealthy. Well, not a lot. I saw some people becoming wealthy rather quickly in different business ventures and ideas. And I would just think to myself, yeah, but like, you know, like property and buildings. Like, yeah, but that's boring. It's just buildings and just paperwork. How, how somebody got so much time to look at that? Or investing, looking at figures and numbers on screens and shuffling money around. And it's like, you know, like no criticism and, and no judgment at all on my behalf towards people that are into that. And if you're into that, in fact, I take my hats off to you that you find excitement in such mundane things. And I wish I was the same. I'm not somebody who is inspired easily by just making money. In fact, it doesn't interest me at all. Now, am I ambitious? Hell yes. I'm playing for the three-floored, 365-oceanic sea view property in the south of Spain with a Ferrari 488 piece of spider in the driveway. I can tell you, I'm like not playing small, <laughs> but I'm only interested to earn those things in a way that's deeply fulfilling. The journey must feel great. And the way that I see this is that a lot of these people that have become wealthy, you, you hear about them, they become wealthy and then they hit boredom dissatisfaction and left with this like i've spent my life struggling to build all this and now what i'm not going to be someone that gets to a point where i say now what because i'm living the now what now you know it's this feeling of impact in the lives of others in an amazing way and going to bed every night just reminiscing on the conversations i've had with my clients and the tears that they've shared when they finally realize they're free. They can create whatever they want and they get in action and stuff starts really happening mm. for them. And then they have a ripple effect of going on to impact the lives of others. Mm. And so the importance of it is, it's that you can either live your life to one day be fulfilled mm. or you can live your life fulfilled today and make the byproduct of being fulfilled be the income rather than chasing something that's going to be tomorrow that then it, when you get there is then supposed to fulfill you and actually you only ever realize it doesn't 
Yeah, I, I <laughs> totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree. Absolutely. You know, and it's interesting. I it was I knew a guy actually, right? So, and you probably heard this analogy before. I knew a guy. He created his, he created a business. A, a, you know, he created a, a fantastic business. But the big problem with the with the business was that he essentially neglected his family and then his wife left him, but got divorced, didn't see his kid and whatever it is. And then he had this big mansion with his big flashy car and he stood and then he was like, okay, well, I've done one thing, but I've managed to neglect everything else. Mm. Well, that was pointless. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, and I don't want to be that lonely guy. I'm sure you don't want to be that lonely guy. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. It just, to me, it just doesn't make any sense, you know? And, and then, then you kind of think to yourself, well, I'm doing it for you guys. No, 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 no. You do it for yourself. It's your, your own egos, right? You, that, that, that's what it's about. It's not about anything else. So uh, interesting conversation, this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know there's a lot of people going through, should we say, the uphill struggles of life and running a business, you know, and it doesn't matter if you're listening to this now or it'll be two, three years, four, four years down the line or whatever it is, but there are a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners going through struggling times. What is the best advice that you could give to people in terms of getting them back up on a, on a bit of a high note, if you like, uh, if, especially if they're struggling and, and, and feeling a little bit stuck right now. So there's, there's two things predominantly, environment and people mm. they're the two things that most affect our mood it's like if we failed or hit turbulence and we're going through difficulty and stress the environment in which we began to experience that will keep re-triggering the memory of us having hit those times of difficulty so the first thing is move go somewhere if it means going out for a long walk, then do it. If it means maybe moving office and just starting somewhere else or starting to work from somewhere new, then do that. Mm -hmm. The second thing is the people. If you're spending time with the same people that are connected with you, having been through that struggle, it's not going to work. So start reaching out and do whatever it takes to get into conversation with new people. And, you know, I've, I've recently in the past 24 hours had a total shift in all my networks and who I'm spending time with because I've been networking. Mm -hmm. So I've been on LinkedIn, making connections, starting conversations, and then got on the phone. And then these other entrepreneurs told me about these latest things that's going on in the world that are just amazing for connecting with new people. And, and, and I can share them here one of them is called clubhouse if any of you have, have yeah, heard we've of heard of clubhouse man we've yeah. heard of clubhouse yeah yeah so you know like i'm a little bit slower in getting into that but i <laughs> but you know like that in itself now i'm constantly in the middle of conversations with top people and being part of those conversations and that is giving a whole new level of inspiration and color to my life it's not like your normal people down the pub on the street corner that, you know, they keep talking about the weather every time. This is completely the opposite end. These are big people up to big things and just to be listening to those kind of conversations all the time is massively empowering. Yeah. Same as podcasts like this. That's really great. And the other one is called lunch something. If I can think of it here, I can tell, I must, I've got to tell you guys what it is. I absolutely love it. I've got my first two appointments, but lunch club, that's it. Lunch club. Okay. Have you not heard of that? 
Do you know what? It rings a bell. Um, oh, it's brilliant. You basically join it online. You fill out a little profile and then you choose two times each week that you're available. And then Lunch Club will just connect you with another human being of sorts who's entrepreneurial, business-minded, whatever they're up to in the world. And you just get to have a random conversation with two people from around the world twice a week. And just that in itself, I've started to meet completely new people that bring new insights, you know, new everything. So even when I'm in an empowered state, to just keep new and new information and new knowledge and new connections, you know, through conversation is just constantly elevating my game. Absolutely. So that's the two things I would say to people that are in a difficult situation. First, move, shift, change your environment. Secondly, connections and conversations, new connections, new conversations, and keep them going. Absolutely agree. Interestingly enough, a good friend of mine, actually mentor, Daniel Priestley, he says environment. Oh, I love Daniel Priestley. He's amazing. He's an amazing guy, right? So he says uh, environment dictates performance. And it's so true, man. Like, yeah. Who you surround yourself with is who you become. And, you know, and it's, it's a bit like, you know, what, me being here in Cyprus is an example, right? So I really hate in Northern Europe, whether it be in the UK or in Scandinavia, how you know miserable and cold and you know the fact that there's like five hours of daylight a day you know, <laughs> it's just not a good environment for me to be in but when i'm here right when i'm here and there's 10 hours of daylight outside i can get so much stuff done right and literally like my productivity is through the roof so i can get as much and i can get probably more stuff done in a day that most people can't get done in a week but so that's really fascinating for you to say that because you, you used to be in the Olympics, right? I used to be, I used to study and train with Olympians. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you come from a very, very high performance background. Yeah. And even as somebody that's from that background has just clearly stated how, you know, the climate and the daylight time is having such an effect on your performance. So Absolutely. it comes back to number one, what I'm saying, your environment, if your environment isn't empowering you, then move. And I've done the same. I'm now living in the South of Spain and where I sit here, I've got full panoramic sea views of Calpe. It's an unbelievable, yeah. you know, view here. And I've got forests and trees to my left and a little village and town to my right. So I've got tranquility, but enough hubbub as well. Yeah, by the way, we're not trying to make you jealous, by the way, guys. So if you're, <laughs> if you're living in some shanty town or whatever it is, don't, don't feel the need to just do what we're doing, okay? All right, we're not here to like uh, dig um, dig at you or anything like that. Just wanted to that out there. Yeah, you say that. And at the same time, what we are saying to you is if you need to move, then move. Absolutely. 100%. Do whatever the hell it takes to get you to where it's going to inspire you. Like I used to think when I'm rich, when I'm wealthy, I'll then live in the South of Spain. And then I thought, no, why do I need to be like super rich and super wealthy to do that? I could just do that now. Exactly. And I went for it and did it and moved out here. And now I continue building the dream. There you go. See? Yeah. It's all good. So what I was going to say as well, I know that it doesn't matter if you're a startup company or existing business owner or an entrepreneur or whatever it might be. But if you're going through, say you're going through, I don't know, financial hardship or challenging times, right? Human beings, especially me, and you know, and I 100% take ownership of this, is that I feel that I need to work harder. I need mm. to put the hours in, right? I need to put the hours in. But there must be downfalls and, and pluses and minuses around this and whatever it is. But what is, you know, um, what... What do you think from your perspective, what are the advantages and disadvantages about doing this? And, and, and how does that inhibit, I suppose, how we accomplish our vision? 
A great question. Many people say, you know, like Will Smith, he, he boasts in his videos, you know, I had an absolutely sickening work ethic, you know, is his line, you know, and, and uh, what's the guy that, that, work, that has the, this castle in Scotland, Dan Penner. Have you heard of Dan Penner? Yeah, so Dan Penner is like, ah, oh, check him out. I mean, you know, even get him, interview him on your show. He's really very interesting guy, but he's worth like 800 million or something, self, self-made. Yeah, I think he's made more profit than any other human being has in a certain space of time, something like that. But he's all about, you know, if when you're building your business, if you're not staying at work and sleeping under your desk, then you're not, you're not playing big enough. And I've, that's another thing I've spent years reflecting on. And the fact is, is I am committed to enjoying the journey as much as the arrival, because I've awakened to understanding that the quality of the journey of the journey reflects the quality of the arrival. If the journey has been one of struggling and forcing and pushing yourself to do things that you don't enjoy and you don't like, guarantee it, the arrival isn't going to bring the, the, the satisfaction and the fulfillment. Agreed. Agreed. And so I'm actually totally up for, for working those kind of levels and length if the work you do doesn't feel like work and it feels like play yeah. and it's in balance. Yeah. If what you're doing is causing you disharmony and imbalance, ruining your relationships and causing you, you know, to just be overwhelmed or stressed or worn out because you're not handling other things in other areas of your life, like your health and relationships, mm. whatever else, mm. then I, that doesn't work for me. And yeah. I wouldn't suggest that at all, you know? 100%. I mean, listen, I, like I said, I, I take full ownership. I've done it in the past. I'm sure you've done it as well. You, yeah, you've yeah, gone, yeah. We've all been down that path and whatever it is. But, you know, interestingly, and, interestingly enough, I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day and, and, and you know, he knows how busy I am in terms of my work ethic. I, I, me, I admire people who have hustle. I love the hustle, right? Listen, the whole kind of 5 a.m. club, that, that was like way, way back in the day. I listen, I've got four kids, right? Ain't happening for 5 a.m. club, right? I'm barely getting five hours sleep, let alone 5, 5 a.m. club. But <laughs> it's but funny, I'm listening to it now, actually, my audio book in the morning. But you know, but it, what's really interesting is that if you design life, right, based on your terms, then it doesn't feel like you have what I call the disalignment that you're talking about, right? And that's where, I suppose, that's where the accomplishments and the visions come through. And that's where the, the results that you start to achieve. Would you agree? Yeah, I, absolutely. You know, I was, you know, I went and did 51 days of yoga in India. It was Bangalore and then into the Himalayas, 4,250 meters above sea level, As you one do. degree centigrade. We were doing seven hours yoga a day, seven days a week for 51 days. That's and, I was, and, and we were pushing ourselves to breaking point and then refining energy and then hit the next breaking point, then refining energy, then hit the next breaking point. And I was at the time, you know, we were getting up at 5 a.m. And I would actually get up at 4.30 a.m. so that I could write my book that I was writing at the time to document everything I was experiencing and do my own practice. Because I knew that after that 51 days, I was going back to reality, normal life. Yes. And if I hadn't locked down my own routine, all of it was going to go out the window. Yeah. 
But even pushing myself that hard and getting into that level of a routine, when I got back to society, just didn't work to wake up that early. Because what happened was after lunch, I then had dips of tiredness. And I'd had like an hour or two, I'd yawn my way through it. So then I've then discovered that seven hours and 15 minutes sleep is my perfect amount of sleep. And with that, I wake up still before sunrise. I'm still in time to see the sunrise. Mm-hmm. But then I have energy solidly all day long, right up and I I can work till 6, 7, 8 p.m. And some days I'll work Saturday and Sunday as well. But it's not work. I love what I do. But it's my balance. It's my rhythm that's sustainable and enables me to honor my fulfillment to my beautiful wife, to my little baby daughter, Ariana, and to all the other things that matter to me. So I don't go to bed at night with regret that I haven't done or achieved something. Love it. And, I, and, you know, and the worst thing, I don't know about you guys that are listening, there's nothing worse than living a life of regret, right? I, I just, it's not worth it, guys. That, that is the thing that frightens me the most into action. Yeah. yeah. yeah if you don't, good. if you don't, if you're not in action and you don't do the things that you need to do to succeed, mm-hmm. you will one day face regret. Absolutely. So it's all yeah. good. Listen, really enjoyed you on the show today, man. I hope you've enjoyed. Um, we've had some great conversations, man. Yeah, brilliant. No, really good. Really good. Really, Love your energy. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Listen, guys, if you have any questions or any comments, please do me a favor. If you want to connect with Dan, please use his social media links on the dialogue and the uh, on the links below. And uh, just make sure that when you do connect with Dan, whether it be on LinkedIn, social media, or any other platform, whatever it might be, Please just mention the podcast so he knows exactly where you've come from so you're not just some strange guy off the street. Not that we don't we don't <laughs> mind strange guys off the street, by the way, but it's always <laughs> nice to connect, right? So listen, guys, hope you've enjoyed today. Game Changers experience. And uh, we'll see you back in again up on the next show. Take care. See you soon. Bye-bye. Cheers. Hey, you guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the Game Changers experience. I hope that you got some amazing value, some great insights and golden nuggets that you can implement into your business straight away. I would really, really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review on the button below. Have a fantastic day and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care.